Kobe Bryant. everybody to episode two of the Counted Sports Podcast. I'm your host Ahan at Ahan Rungta on Twitter and today we have the first interview episode of the podcast. I have with me former Arkansas basketball standout, current basketball player in the Greek Basketball League and former NBA summer leaguer Moses Kingsley. Moses how are you doing today? I'm doing great Ahan. Um, nice, to, nice to be here. Nice to be talking to you tonight. I appreciate you. You're checking in from Greece, and I just want to start with the most obvious question. How's it going in Greece with the coronavirus? How's your quarantine going? How are people's reactions there? Uh, it's, going, it's going fine. I feel like I like, I like what the Greece government is doing. We, we actually started lockdown today. Like, you have to, everybody has to be in. I mean, we have been self, self-quarantining for the last week, since last week. But today, government shut, up, shut down the, the, the borders, uh, the airport, and all that. So... Uh, everybody has to be in, and they gave us like a, a hotline uh, we can text to, and for whatever we need. Before we have, we actually we actually need permission to go outside. Like we, without permission, you can't be outside, or you get fined. And how how are you just staying in shape? Like how's that going? The mental and physical side of it. Uh, how are you, how are you sort of dealing with the off time as sort of not being on the basketball court? Um. Well, I mean, right now we don't know the next time we're gonna go come back go back to playing basketball. So I'm just doing uh, as much as I can uh, at home in my apartment, just doing um, exercises from core workouts to some leg um, strengthening and all that. Uh, just try to stay stay ready for whatever happens. Uh, maybe they might call this off for a week, two weeks. We don't know, but I'm just trying to stay ready right now. Sounds good. Uh, and I'm, so I'm not trying to show off here, but when I was a kid, I studied ancient Greek and I wish my Greek was good right now, but it's not. Have you have you learned any Greek or are you getting good with the language? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, but you know, I know some bad words. I mean, I can't say it on here, but it's just like <laughs> it's, it's 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 really funny. It's fun though. I like the language. I wish I can, I wish I can make contact with more people. You know, I just yeah. go from basketball court to home and go something to eat. So it's like if I had if I had been around more um, people like who speak Greek, I probably learn more. But right now, I just know I just know the bad words and all that, which. Which, which is kind of fun to say to my teammates, to my Greek, especially my Greek teammates or some of my friends who are Greeks. Yeah, at this point, half of my vocabulary is just the bad words. I feel like that's the only thing I've retained. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so just a couple of basketball things. So you first came to prominence as a standout for Arkansas. And I feel like uh, when I was watching March Madness in 2017, that was sort of the first time that everybody started knowing your name, started noticing Arkansas. Uh, when you guys faced against faced off in the first round against Seton Hall, and you were the star of that game, so I'm just curious. I've never got to a- gotten to ask somebody in person how is it like playing in March Madness. So I'll take that opportunity to ask you, what was it like well, playing in it, March Madness? That environment. It's 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 very very man. It's it's a very very good feeling, a very very good like excitement. It's like I was I was just thinking about. It. I saw like the highlight of the game. It was like a throwback on Facebook and somebody I saw like you know how you get like memory of uh, three years ago on this day to three years ago and all that and it was just like I just all that memory just like very good memory just came back. Uh, it's it's a very very good experience being around there. I mean, 
leaving school, gone for like days and just just getting ready for basketball, the whole atmosphere, the fans, the gym, people yelling. Even just getting to watch the game before your game or the game after your game, it's just like, you just all basketball, you know. For those days, it's just all basketball, nothing. And you go back home, you go back home, sleep, eat, come back, practice, and then play. It's just like everything is all about basketball. It's just, it's just an amazing feeling, man. Yeah, and I, I actually saw on Twitter, we're actually just a few days removed from your the three-year anniversary of that game. And I, I, I imagine, I, I don't know if it is for you, but for me, the biggest play of the game was that block right at the rim. That was, to me, one of the biggest blocks in March Madness history, or at least how, how I, the time that I've been watching March Madness. So, yeah, yeah it was fun yeah, to see that highlight that. again. Yeah, it was a very good highlight. People still talk to me about it sometimes, you know, but because it's, it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a momentum change, you know, because we all had that block and then Dusty makes the three on the other side, you know. It just it was it was it was so nice because it kinda of changed the rhythm of the game because I remember I think we were down five, thirty seven to forty two and then he makes that three, we cut it down to two and then you know, we make a little run. And, and that's the uh, definition of fast break, I feel, right? Get a block yeah, and the, right on the other end, bang, three. Yeah, those, those, those are the best. The shot blocker, those are the best block, man. It's like when you block it, keep it in play, and your teammates get an easy, easy two point. It's just, it's just amazing, you know. So, but yeah, um, that game we, we came out and everybody played. We played very, very good. Everybody came like show with energy. Dylan Buffalo, they're making Dusty Manny. I mean, every damn DT, the um, Dustin Tom, everybody just showed out that game, you know. And everybody just, you know, chipped in, and we just, we got the win, even though so we, we were. We we have some um, downs and, and stuff, but we just came out and we won that game. And we should have won the next one against North Carolina, but we kind of we kind of things didn't go away the last two or three minutes. Yeah, that's just how it run. goes with the the one game playoffs. It can be tough when it ends. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Arkansas, you were teammates with Bobby Portis, who's in the NBA right now uh, and quite yeah. well known. Are you at all still in contact with him? Do you talk to him? Yeah, I talk to him um, every 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 now and then. Um, we I played in his. Uh, he had a celebrity game last summer, celebrity mm-hmm. game in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I, I was there. And we with all that some other um, hogs who um, are like Mike Walls, Manny Watkins, uh, Jacory, and him, or Bobby, obviously, and some other hogs who were there. And we 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 played this uh, this uh, celebrity all star game that he hosted, and it was really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I talked to him once in a while. Yeah, and speak, speaking of which, I mean, do you? How often do you go back and visit Arkansas? Because you're, you're one of, one of the the greats of Arkan of the Arkansas Razorbacks, right? So, how often do you go visit? And when you do visit, you kind of get the red carpet treatment. How does it feel? <laughs> well, I, uh, I I visited. Uh, I mean, I visited two summers. Every time I I um, every summer I get, which is only two summers I've gotten since I became a pro. So I've been there two summers. But like I. It's it's Arkansas is a beautiful state and it's um, you know very 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 I know I don't know I don't know whether people know this but like we have one of the best fans in the world you know like but Walton Arena used to be like packed twenty thousand people like you know average fifteen thousand a season that's a lot of people you know and it just they love basketball because I mean they don't have a, they 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 just put everything into 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 basketball football and just just so passionate people and. But any time I go back there, you know, everybody show love. I, I show love, they show love. You just, I mean, you can hear kids saying, Moses, hey, that's Moses Kingsley and all that, you know, because, yeah. so, you know, the impact well, we make, I mean, sometimes we take it for granted, but sometimes we look back and we see that we, we actually impacted so many people, so especially kids, you know. Yep. 
Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I guess more of uh, kind of where you are right now. So you were born in Nigeria. Do you go back into Nigeria and play ball there at all? No, I, I, I went back. Um, I went back to. Actually, I went back Christmas of 2017. So the year I graduated, I, I be, then I became a pro that summer. And then uh, back Christmas, I went home. And I hadn't been home in five years before that. I didn't see my family in five years before that because, you know, I, I had summer school in college and all that stuff. So I, didn't, I never got the chance to go home. But after I turned pro that Christmas of year 2017, I went home and it was really amazing. And then um, the summer of 2018, I went home again. Uh, and then that was before I went to play the, that was when before I went back to Arkansas. I went back to Arkansas that summer, you know, right. to get ready for the next season. But yeah, I went home. I've been home twice since I graduated. Cool. Uh, and yeah, so you were born in Nigeria. Then you, uh, then you came here, obviously, uh, high school here uh, in the U.S., college here. And yeah, uh, I, yeah sorry, yeah, go ahead. I, oh, sorry. I went to, I was just like, I, I went to, um, I came here when I was 15. I, went, I came to the United States when I was 15, and then I, I went to um, high school for two years in, in Mississippi. I went to New Albany High School. Um, Mississippi is like an hour from Memphis. Yeah, Huntington Prep to, High School, right? No, no, New Albany. First of all, I went to New Albany High School in okay, Mississippi okay. first for two years, for my sophomore and my junior year. And then after my junior year, I decided to leave, and I went to um, Huntington Prep in West Virginia. Um, amazing people there. I still, I still stay in contact with them. I actually went and visited them last summer too. The, the host family I stayed with, because they put you with like host family when you go to Huntington Prep. So I had this family I lived with um, for a year before I went to Arkansas. So very, yeah, very nice people. And and I, then after that, I went to I committed to University of Arkansas, and then four years there, and then I'm now um, two years in Belgium. And now I'm a pro. Awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, so right after college, you participated in the summer league with the Timberwolves. So you played in, in in an NBA uniform for a bit. Then you signed in Belgium. Then you went to the basketball tournament, and then you uh, went went to Greece in 2019. Um, so I'm just curious. You're a well traveled man, and it's not often that you can talk to somebody who's played basketball in so many different environments. So. I'm curious as to how your experience in each country has differed and whether people sort of approach the game of basketball differently. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's every step that I took, like in my, in my career, it's been, everything's been different. You know, sometimes it's just like I have to, it's kind of like I have to learn, even though I know basketball already, it's like I have to learn again and then, and then I move somewhere else and I have to learn again, you know. And like, I mean, basketball in college is way, I mean, high school is different from college. And then college, um, I would go to Belgium. It's just like about, it's not all about running up and down and just like, you know, just doing, um, getting layups, playing defense. It's more, it's more to it once you turn pro. And I had to, as a rookie, I had to learn that fast. So two years, two years in Belgium, we actually, then we, my second year, we actually went to the final for the Basketball Champions League, which is like a, a big league, European league, you know, and we played um, a team from Spain to the refair. We lost in the final four. And then, um, but, but and nobody knew we were going to make it even to the Sweet 16, but we made it to the final four um, last year. And then after that year, I was injured my first year, not the second year, but I played the end of the season towards the end. I played like three months of remaining of the season. And then, yeah, then I signed to come here in Greece. And uh, it's another, a whole different ball game. It's like more defensive and it's, it's more like a, it's more, more like A to B. It's not like I'm all about running around. It's like you have to know basketball to, for you to play like uh, like at this level, especially in, this, in the Greek league. It's not 
So uh, the experience I got from Belgium kind of helped me um, to to adapt here. Yeah, I feel like us in the USA, right? Like who people who have never visited Europe, never visited sort of different countries in Europe. Like I, I went to France once and watched the All-Star game there, but that's not really playing basketball in Europe. I just kind of played pickup. People in the USA, they just say, oh, the European system is very different. But within Europe, there are probably differences between the way each country approaches basketball. And that's always, yeah. just always intriguing to me, like the little nuances. It's so interesting. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. So some people want to go play in the, this, uh, like different kind of leagues, like, oh, I want to, some people might say, I want to go play in the French, French league because they play faster up and down, you know. And some people want to go, want to go play in the Greek league because they play slower. So every country has, you know, every league kind of have the kind of people they recruit to come play in their league, you know. Right. And yeah. I'm, I'm just curious specifically about, because I'm sure some of my listeners who are watching, I know that some of my listeners um, are like trying to be professional hoopers. And one of their first aims is they want to make it to the basketball tournament. So I'm curious what your experience there was like. Um, cause it's relatively new, right? Like it's, it's only been around for like a few years. Um, uh, yeah, I played uh, in the bas- basketball tournament two years ago, two some last summer. I couldn't play because I was just, I was still recovering from injury. But last, um, last two summers, it was a very, very good, uh, we, we got to play, we played in Brooklyn. Um, I forgot what school it was. Loyola, oh, no, it's not Loyola. I don't forgot what it was, but it was on campus. I went to school in um, Brooklyn. And it was a good experience. We 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 won the first game, and then we lost the second game. But as a, for a team who who we played for the first time, we actually made we, we did we did good. And um, I I hope I'm, I can play this summer if all this stuff goes 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 away. Uh, and I feel like we can make we can keep getting better every year. Uh, Arkansas team, Arkansas. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm just curious since we're talking about the basketball tournament. Uh, the format is a little bit different there as well. You play to a certain number, right? That's still true. Yeah, you play um, the three. I think the first three quarters. I think you play regular basketball, and then the last mi- last seven minutes or something, or the last uh, or the fourth quarter, they turn up the shot clock and they set a um, a, a particular score for whoever gets to the score first. They they win the game. You know, so like kind of like, kind of like how the NBA changed their uh, All Star game format. This yeah, change it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how it is. Um, and you just like I think it's called the Elam Star Elam Challenge or something like that. I forgot what it's called. Something like that. Yeah, but it's it's kind of you know it's kind of unique. It's like something new. Like at first I didn't understand what it was. They asked me explain it to me. Like oh yeah, you do this and whoever gets this score wins. So. So it's like uh, you know something different, you know. People and do you, like th- do you think that's more fun, playing the? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's more. I, it gives. I wouldn't say. I think it gives. If it's a close game, it gives both team a chance to you know to win. Yeah, it's a, but if the team is like maybe up ten or up fifteen or something, then it, it gives it doesn't give them a chance to come back because you give them a point. It's a hey if if you're you're already down ten and you forget if you're down fifteen, then you lose again. So you're just like oh. And now you just, you know. Right, right. But but it's, it's, it's unique. Yeah, it's unique. It's unique for sure. And uh, I'm curious if you uh, follow the NBA closely right now, because, like, you're pretty active on social media. I see that. But do you follow the NBA closely? Do you know what's going on? Uh, obviously, the big name that's hard to stay away. But do you know what's happening in the NBA at all times? Yes, yes. I, I try to watch some. I actually have NBA TV and I have ESPN and all that stuff here. And, uh I mean, the most games are played when I'm asleep and stuff, but the, the games, the earlier games, maybe like say 11 p.m. or 1 a.m., I sometimes stay up to watch them, man. Yeah, but it's it's a whole different, like, 
it's a whole different kind of basketball. I, I, I watch it just to, you know, like for entertainment, not just to, not mostly to get to learn something from me, you know? Right. Because if I wanted to, if I wanted to learn something about basketball, like it's, EMB is not the best, it's not the best, uh, the best, um, the, um, is there not the best league to watch? If, you wanna, if I want to learn something about European, play how to play in Europe, then I'll play, I'll watch like European, um, Euroleague, I don't know, you know about Euroleague, they're, they're right. like the top, the best league in Europe. So because most of those guys are more, I feel like they are more, they know more about basketball. Because NBA is more like a athleticism and all that stuff, but Euroleague is more of like, you have to have a high basketball IQ most, in most cases. Most players have a, basketball, a high basketball IQ for them to play in the Euroleague, you know. So it, I, I watch NBA, but not to... Well, not to learn a lot, but, you know, but to just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, for entertainment purposes. And I, I feel like more, most people who want to go, who want to play the top of um, EuroLeague or people who, even EuroLeague coaches or my coach. I remember my coach in Belgium used to, he used to tell us, um, if you want to go far, don't watch. Um, if you want to go, if you want to play in the EuroLeague, I want to go far in, uh, in the European, in European basketball. The NBA is not really the best, you know, the best. Uh, because NBA really they don't really play defense that much too, you know. <laughs> maybe in the playoff they play defense, but in regular season I don't care. I don't think I don't think most people care about defense in the in the in the NBA in the regular season. But if you watch a European Euroleague game, you just like every possession matters. Like you can tell, like every possession you have to play like good defense every possession because you like they really playing for something. They really playing for a spot. But I feel like it, because NBA is so many games, if you lose this game, you can make up for the next game. But uh, you, the EuroLeague is not. It's like you play home and away, and you have to. You are trying to win each and every one, every game. So it's always a close game in the EuroLeague. But the yep. NBA is always a blowout and 20-point game, 30-point game and all that. Yeah, that kind, kind of transitions into my next point, which is the play style of the NBA. And a lot of people here are complaining about a lot of people in, in – sort of inter we call them internationals for for you it's just people uh but people across the globe are complaining about the way the nba has been changing right like we had we had tim duncan dominate for so many years for example in the nba and now you look at most of the recent mvps they're all guards right centers are not getting as much love the the sort of old school big man which is kind of what you were in college with a great post game ability to finish around the basket defensive minded big man that's sort of fading away and do you feel like the conventional big man is dying in the nba right now yeah i feel like since um it's, it's been dying for years now since uh i think the last back to the basket guy we had maybe maybe roy hebert remember roy hebert roy hebert yep. him, that was like five years ago like you know yep. and then maybe Dw dwight howard uh before he got hurt before he before before he started having all the injuries and uh um, maybe Al Jefferson and uh, Louis Scola, those people are like, you know, back old school. They were they were the last ones, the last old school big men to to, and then Tim Duncan, obviously. Right. Um, but since then, I, since then the Warriors, I feel like the Warriors is changing. It's not just like the NBA changing. The Warriors is making everybody else adapt. You know, because I remember when I went to, I, I was working out for an NBA team um, during that summer after I graduated. I had an NBA workout one of the one of one of the teams, and I remember shooting mid-range shots, you know. Right. And um, and they and they what well, the head coach told me that we we don't shoot mid-range anymore. He said that you take a layup or you shoot a three, you know. And I was kind of confused because I was I was really a good mid-range shooter, um, um, 
shooter in college, you know, and I had put so much time into shooting mid-range. And uh, he just like, uh, and then the coach walks up to me and tells me, hey, you don't shoot mid-range. If you want to make it to the NBA, you have to start shooting trees. And uh, so that kind of, that was like my first, or like, you know, one of my first, um, um, how am I going to say, uh, like re real life, um, like experience with NBA with a head coach walking up to me and telling me, you know, hey, you don't shoot that. I was so, I was, I, for a little bit, I was confused, but then I, I then I realized it's just like everything is on the Warriors. Nobody, the Warriors, they were, they were, they were wearing back to back championships then and they weren't shooting, they weren't shooting no mid range. They were all shooting threes or layups, you know? That's really so, interesting to me because it's like if you go to an interview and they tell you, oh, we don't want this skill set, even though it's in your resume and it's one of your strong suits. We want specifically these two. And if you're maybe not as experienced with one part or the other, you can't have the job just telling, telling you in the interview. That's really interesting to me because I, I, I didn't imagine that a head coach would just walk up to you and say, hey, I know you're, you shoot 60% from mid-range, but we don't want that. Like, that's very interesting to me. Yeah, so that's why you don't see, you don't see a lot of people shoot mid-range anymore in the NBA. Um, Everybody's shooting threes, and it's just it's because of Warriors, because everybody's trying to, you know, match up with the Warriors. So people are playing small ball, and, you know, no one wants to worry about it. Nobody has, like, a big guy who, who can move, even though if he has a good um, if he has a good uh, um, post game, you know, if he can guard pick and roll, or if he can come out and guard somebody like Demo Green or guard uh, Giannis, then um, he's, he, they feel like he's no good. Like, I mean, for, for example, like, Al Jefferson. I don't know whether you remember Al Jefferson. He played for the Celtics and for the Hornets. And I, I think he's he's really underrated. But it's just like he was a big, you know, big guy who played uh, played in the post. But maybe if he can move literally in the on the on defense, then they feel like he's not he's not uh, he he's not good enough to play in the NBA. And I feel like that's why like all those old school um, bigs are like is the whole thing is changing and they're going for smaller guys, more athletic guys, you know, all that stuff. And and do you feel like they still appreciate that sort of mid range and fundamental stuff in Europe much more than they do here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. Uh, if it's mid range and you, it's a good shot, you shoot it. And if if you, if, you, if, the shot, if it's the shot you make, no one's gonna tell you don't don't shoot don't shoot the ball because it's just like if if it's something you have, then you 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 you'll be able to do it. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure how true this is, but at least looking at your stats, you weren't a bad three point shooter at all. It just said that was not your volume shot. And yeah, I mean, I wasn't a bad, bad um, shooter. Um, I just like, I, it's not like it's something bad that he told me that I would just like, you would just like wake up call that, oh, we don't shoot mid-range. Like, yeah. It was first yeah. time. But I, you know, like, oh, you just like, if you're good at something and somebody tells you, hey, at the next level, you're like, oh, no, don't be doing it. But you know you're good at this. No, but you're just like, okay, now I have to change. Yeah, you have to change what you're doing. It's, it's not like, it's not like, it's not going to be, it wasn't a bad, like a hard adjustment for me. It's just like, Something somebody told me, and I wasn't expecting to hear that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that's super interesting. And sort of on an, on an off topic, so your significant other is a pro volleyball player, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't know that. But uh, and Greek, Greece is big on volleyball, is that right? Yeah, Greece is good on volleyball. Um, she, she just got back, but she played in Germany, in Germany um, first league this year. And she actually, she's here. She's here with me. We, we're quarantining together. She just made it back last Nuts! Like uh, eight days ago, she made it in here. Um, but yeah, she's uh, she uh, she's been. I mean, it's it, it's better. She's been keeping me. You know, it, it, I'd rather be with somebody. She's been. We've been together into this in quarantine and stuff, and it's been it's been fun. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like if I had if I had if I was a professional athlete, I need a per- another professional athlete in the house, right? Like it just if I, I I would love to be in that position, just have a professional athlete from a different perspective. That's super cool. Uh, yeah. And, and do you watch it, a lot it, of volleyball? It, yeah, I watch, yeah, I watch a lot of volleyball. Yeah, it's um, we we watch on TV and we just like she. I know a bunch of players because of her. Um, but she's always like trying to uh, telling me. Obviously, it's one of the things we talk about volleyball. I tell, I tell her about basketball, and she tells me about volleyball. You know, yeah, un- underrated, underrated sport. I really wish I was better at volleyball, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Um, yeah, so we're just gonna move. So uh, for our podcast, we have this thing called a lightning round, and with each guest, we play a little lightning round at the end, sort of loosen up and just uh, have some more personal time here. So uh, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions, and uh, you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Does that sound good? Yes. Cool. All right. So your favorite basketball player of all time? Hakeem Olajuwon. Your favorite basketball moment in your career? Um, winning against Sitting Hall. Winning against Sitting Hall, yeah. The last moment, yeah. And uh, name one player you played with in your entire career, doesn't matter where, that – Either you admired the most or loved. Could be a teammate. Could be somebody you faced. Um, I loved playing with. Um, I had a teammate last year. His name was. His name is Paris Lee. He plays in Germany now. I really like playing with him. He was always. He was all about team. He was always always about team. He put team first, and you know, and when you have guys, he was a point guard, so he actually. He was. A, he was willing to win. Another person I liked playing with was Manny Watkins because he was. He didn't care about. He didn't care about nothing else. He already cared about winning, you know. Man, why can't I play with him? I could have four years. One of my favorite um, teammates ever. Cool. And uh, your favorite food in any country? Um. Yeah. Right now, it's souvlaki in Greece. In Greece, uh, souvlaki is like uh, meat, meat on the stick. It can be chicken. It can be pork. It can be steak. And they put it on the stick, and it's like it's like really, really good. We we have a Greek festival here in Boston where I live, and uh, there's souvlaki, and I always uh, tell the people who are running it because I know some of them have a vegetarian souvlaki because I don't eat meat, and it's, it's yeah. literally literally the best thing you can get. Yeah, yeah, souvlaki. That's when I first got here. It was like you gotta try the souvlaki, you gotta try the souvlaki, and I tried it, and it's really really good. And uh, finally, your favorite pastime, uh, let's say during the quarantine, like how, how are you? Some something that we wouldn't expect you to maybe do. <laughs> well, my girlfriend has me watching Grey's Anatomy, however you say. Grey's Anatomy? I <laughs> know. You're coming I, with I, all I, the surprises today. Gonna, huh? You're coming with all the surprises today. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew I was going to like that show, but it's really interesting. Because I feel like I got to, you get to see what everyday stuff is, you know, kind of. I mean, it's just a show, but then you get to see, you know, like a glimpse of what every, every day, uh, you know, at the hospital is. Like, it's, I'm kind of learning a few things from it. You definitely, definitely got me by surprise. But, yeah. Plus, yeah, I play, I, I play FIFA too. So I play FIFA greater than me and FIFA, and then I have some exercises I do in the workouts. You know, in the okay. In the maybe, maybe, maybe we'll play online FIFA someday because I'm, I'm not yeah. too bad. I'm not too bad. Right. And, uh, and uh, finally, what are your sort of future goals? Uh, do you have aspirations to play elsewhere? Maybe come back to the NBA if you get the chance. Uh, what are your future basketball goals and life goals? Uh, right now, I'm just trying to stay in shape. You know, trying to um, stay in shape. I actually was having a little, a little, a little problem with my knee, my left knee. But now it's just like it's, it's feeling better, and I just take this time off, try to get everything um, in line, and just try to get ready for that next. You know, call. I only have one year contract here, 
Um, but uh, and I, I just I'm just waiting for all this to 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 pass by. And if I get a call this summer, anything is possible from the NBA. I can get a summer league deal or something like that. And um, uh, that's the one of my plans in life, you know. And if not, then I'll move on to a better, bigger and better league or better things in life. Yeah, I, I feel like it's ironic that a lot of these, uh, a lot of athletes, whether it be in any sport, they're getting the time to become more healthy because of the coronavirus. That's pretty ironic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. A- any final words to our listeners? I know some of some of the people who are listening, as, as I said, uh, they're, they're hoopers. They, they want to become a, a pro basketball player. Any words of advice for them while we have you? All I have to say is uh, with, with these sports, uh, I had to, you have, you have to be ready for the ups and downs. Uh, and then sometimes it might, it might seem like it's so much downs that sometimes you might want to give up or don't give up because the, the highs are coming, you know. It's basketball and it's life, especially in life. It's just not just basketball. It's going to be so many up and downs, you know. And especially if you want to – it's just like everything else you do in life. It's not just basketball. It's not just sports. It's just like everything – whatever career you want to – you want to be a doctor, you want to be an engineer, whatever you want to be, it's going to be ups and downs. It's just like you got to just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing until, until you make the breakthrough. And you just that's just my advice from everything I've experienced. I mean, just three years of pro. But I, I've been through like a whole lot of downs, a whole lot of ups too, and I just got to keep – Keep uh, keep it steady, you know. Keep it uh, just keep just keep it going, and just till I find a breakthrough, you know. And just that's that's uh, that's that's how life is, and you just gotta keep moving. Awesome, Moses. Thank you so much for being here today. To all our listeners, go follow Moses on social media, King Moses underscore on Twitter. Uh, he also has his Instagram and Snapchat there. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Moses. That that was awesome. Thanks for taking time out of your night. Uh, keep getting healthier. Uh, mentally, physically, and I hope to see you here someday in the U.S. playing in the NBA. Yeah, thank you very much. For, thank you for having me now, hon. All right. Thanks, Moses. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye.